welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me as always is my co-host Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stimson. Welcome to the future! Happy 2019, gentlemen. 2019. It's been a long time since we recorded. The last time we recorded, Jose Mourinho was still in charge of Manchester United, <laughs> and Man City were still a good team. Yeah, I mean, they're kind Memories. of... They're kind of <laughs> like the corners. Of, anyway, um, they kind of went a 180 and then came back again on a, on another 180. The, the, the title race very much cooled down and is now sort of being brought back up to like a rolling boil. Um, it's not quite boiling over just yet. It's not quite at full heat, but it's getting there. Nice little four points. Yeah, as uh, Ash from Gaffer Tips would say, they did the magic roundabout, I think. Is that what Nick. that is? Still not sure. <laughs> Still no not sure, knows. but it involves Pep Guardiola. We know that. So, yeah. you know, we're. So that's probably what he meant, I think. He just was ahead of his time. More importantly, what's with the cheese over Christmas? Any good Christmas cheese, gentlemen? By gum, I ate a lot of cheese. A lot of everything, to be honest. I still haven't stopped. Uh, the waistline, she's expanding. <laughs> but what was the good cheese? Like, was it? We, were we talking about a camembert with raspberries on it? I raspberries, yeah. No, we're not all mental. Yeah. Um, I think I had two baked camembert over the Christmas period. Um, not to myself. I did share them, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, that was no, I didn't go. I didn't go extravagant. I've been burnt on the cheese. Any more of that nasty ass blue cheese nah. you had last time? No, I threw the rest of it away. Oh. I, was, I know, oh. I know. That's wow. bad. That's got to be bad. Yeah, that was that was really grim. Mouth still recovering, I think. Oof. Well, now that cheese is out of the way, let's get back to the really important topics of this podcast. Socks. Did you get any good socks? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Thank God. We're going to speak about this. I, Gentlemen, I have not worn the same pair of socks for, like, I don't know, what day is it today? It's like the 10th? No, 8th? 9th? 9th. I have not worn the same pair of socks for 17 days. Whoa, high roller. 34 Living pairs of dream. socks for Christmas, gentlemen. 34. 34? I am rolling in a liquid dream of socks. It is That's fantastic. 34. That's yeah. enough to get you to February. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, my God. That's, this is... Oh, it's so good. It's like wedgie. Very jealous. Don't need to look for a laundry basket. Don't need to turn them inside out. Nope. Just reach down into the drawer. Bang. There they are. Fresh socks. Tucked up. That is, Lovely. Oof, that is amazing. So you the had a good decadence. Christmas, huh? I, uh, if anything, I'm just having a great 2019, really, guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm all about it. Chuck's out here living his best life. And in the meantime, to get into rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Wayne Rooney was arrested for public intoxication due to mixing sleeping pills and alcohol in Los Angeles. The former England and Manchester United captain was arrested on the 16th of December after returning home from a one-day trip to Saudi Arabia. He was charged and paid a $25 fine and $91 costs. Oh, it's going to hurt him. What costs? What? Yeah, what, what did he do? <laughs> Surely the fine is the cost. What else did he touch? I don't know. Do. During the flight, Wayne took a prescribed amount of sleeping tablets mixed with some alcohol. Consequently, was disoriented on arrival. Some alcohol. Yeah. Have you seen his mugshot? 
Yeah, I was just going to say that hair transplant's really working for him, isn't it? Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. Yeah, glass houses in. Um, yeah, it's it's always. <laughs> uh, I'm not far off. I'm not uh, far you off. Check. I was about to say. Yeah. Um, welcome back. Uh, I I don't know. I think it's always great with Rooney. I mean, you had the thing a few years ago, didn't you, with the boxing in the in the kitchen where he got knocked out Brilliant. and then did the celebration. So this year, I think he's just going to smash a load of night now night nurse in his mouth after he scores a goal and just fall asleep on the center circle. It's going to be great. <laughs> Stagger along. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe just punch a lamppost or something, punch the corner flag again, and away you go. Speaking of footballers in the news for inappropriate behavior, have you guys seen about Frank Ribery's tweets? Um, His little uh, situation might with Salt Bay? have seen a couple of things about it. <laughs> well, for the listeners to set it up, Frank Ribery went on vacation to, I think, Dubai, right? Somewhere, somewhere like that. Did he also take a load of sleeping pills and? <laughs> no, but he did eat a steak covered in gold, cooked by that that guy that does the the uh, thing with the bay. salt. Yeah, Salt Bay. It's hard to describe, but he like throws salt with flair, like a garnishing <laughs> praying mantis. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a perfect description. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There it is. And he wears the stupid sunglasses. Anyway, Salt yes. Bay <laughs> cooked him a gold covered steak, and he posted it on his social media, which is you know weird flex, but okay. And um. Then, of course, the internet just went crazy on him, and so he got defensive about it, and he tweeted, quote, let's set things straight in 2019. Let's start with the envious, the angry, the people that have been spawned from a broken condom. Fuck your mothers, fuck your grandmothers, and even your family tree. I owe you nothing. My success is thanks to God, myself, and my family, and friends who believed in me. The others are merely stones in my shoes. I find it really weird that I didn't realise that the internet was just a consistent mix of people showing off, other people getting angry, and then just abuse. I didn't think these things happened on the internet. I am shocked to my very core, gentlemen. Shocked. He was fined by his club. If I if he was on my club, I'd give him a bonus for such a creative insult. That's fantastic. That is an all time <laughs> great rant. Honestly, like I was just impressed. Fuck your mother. Fuck your grandmother and fuck your whole family tree. <laughs> like, good work. Listen, you just you're just a hole in a condom to Frank Ribery. You want to spend a thousand pound on a steak? You've got you got the money to spend a thousand pound on a steak, mate. You crack on. Yeah, more importantly than the tweets, what do we think about a gold covered steak? Is that a um, is that like are you ruining a good steak or is that just like sounds delicious? Do you want to try it? Uh, ed- edible gold doesn't really impart anything for me. Judging by the guy's garnishing skills as well, there's going to be a lot of salt on that steak. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe it just dried up Frank Ribery's brain inside and, and, and he just snapped. Apart from anything else, it was, was it about $1,000 or something? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. He has the money. He does. I don't to no. waste on a, <laughs> yeah. a bad steak. I mean... Yeah. There's a there's a $1,000 dessert in New York that you can get that it's like got gold flakes in it. It's like a milkshake with gold. See, that is that is just for show, isn't it? That I mean, it's oh yeah, absolutely. There's no yeah. other reason for that. I can't imagine it tastes good. Don't fuck it. You're just a, you're just envious. You're yeah, just okay. you just spawned from a hole in a condom, Mister. <laughs> you should have gone to the back of the cupboard, encased in a sock. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's a shame. Oof. Okay, moving on, man. Uh, Tottenham's new stadium is not going to be ready till at least March, says Daniel Levy. Do we believe anything they say at this March point? March this year? 
That's what they're saying. Yeah. I think the operative words there are at least. At least. It's clearly not happening this season, is it? it it's, no. it's Neil Warnock. He's doing it. That's what it is. While he's, while he's cursing them, saying that they shouldn't be... Haven't you seen this? That it wouldn't be fair on Cardiff if yeah, Spurs yeah. then got a different stadium. But it's like, well, surely then Spurs are playing in a different stadium, so how is it not fair? Like, they still played at home. He's just not having a lovely time. He's just, he's just not having a lovely time. <laughs> not at the minute. Neither are Spurs, man. Jeez. Like, get get it together. Every, every three weeks, it's like, oh, uh... We're going to delay by a little bit again. You know what it is? And again. It's, it's, uh, I feel bad, Ian, because I feel like we've contributed um, to the delays on the stadium because we ate all the cheese at Christmas. <laughs> That's all it is. They're restocking. They're just trying to get, they're just out of stock of everything and they're just trying yeah. their best. All they can get at the minute is like a is like a roller borsan and a few mini baby bells. Like that's all they can get in there, and it's just it's just not gonna fly. It's not gonna. It's not no. what you venture to North London for, guys. Like, I don't understand. There's, there seem to be no no generic Christmas cheese on sale. I can't get any of it. It's outrageous. We've just been we've been pushing it hard. So yeah, sorry sorry Spurs fans. Well, speaking of Spurs, uh, Mauricio Pochettino says that he was unhappy to win. Like this, after the system awarded Harry Kane a penalty in the Carabao Cup semifinal yesterday. Have you guys seen this about VAR? There's some actual controversy about VAR, where they uh, incorrectly overturned a correct call, and then it gave Harry Kane a penalty. He was offside, then they gave him a penalty, and then that's why Chelsea lost 1-0. I don't actually care about the Carabao Cup, but there's been some genuine sort of critiques at VAR launched after this. Um, I think with the, the one thing I've noticed recently is they've said the camera angles are different. Um, in different stadiums, and also I know in the FA Cup, it, I think it's a bit unfair that you you essentially got teams playing with two rules because they can't put VAR in every stadium. Only the games in, at the Premier League stadiums have it. So I do, even though we're massive like advocates of VAR here, like I don't I don't agree with that because then it definitely is. You know, good job Neil uh, like Cardiff are out because otherwise <laughs> otherwise Warnock would be absolutely livid. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I I don't know the the Harry Kane swan dive thing. People are saying like, oh, he jumped to get out of the way. But I don't know about you, but any time I've had to jump to avoid something, I haven't ragdolled in the middle of the air and just kind of <laughs> plummeted quite as he did. So yeah, shame, fire and shame. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even care about that. I also don't even care about the offside call really because it's the Carabao Cup. But I hate that like now there's. People who might have been on the fence about VAR, now there's like some legitimate sort of ammunition against it. Um, but to me, like, this is clearly a mistake. This is clearly somewhere where they used it incorrectly and they made a mistake. But, like, you're, even if there are a few mistakes with VAR, because inevitably there's still human judgment involved. Well, yeah, like, exactly. That's still gonna be less than the then, human. Yeah. Then most people should love it time. because they, they just wanna see human error anyway. So then they'll just scream about a machine, but there's still a human at the other end of that machine. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a good weekend for it. I know. It's like, do you want incorrect calls or not? Make up your mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is this has been it, one of its early runouts, and yeah, so there might be some ammunition, but it's happening, and it is going to make things better. So it will be fine. It's going to have teething problems, but yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah, even even um, even the goal decision system has like a very very minuscule margin for error. No, one point one two centimeters. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no but you have to look at the shadow of the ball, guys. That. 
you have to look at the shadow of the ball. <laughs> you enjoyed that, didn't you? If you look at the I'm shadow of the ball, died. no, guys, the, but it, the goal decision system doesn't work because <laughs> as it states in the laws of the game, if the shadow of the ball, you need... it doesn't matter which shadow on the ball because as we know, uh, they, they, there are multiple shadows, but there's only one real shadow. No, there's one light over the goal line yes. that and... just shines down directly in one it's direction. It's a conspiracy, you... guys. It's a conspiracy against you Liverpool. You have to explain what we're on about the, here. The... Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll explain it right. I fucking died. I was My wife Emily was taking a nap, and I literally woke her up from the other room because I was laughing so much. And I was like tears streaming down my face. I couldn't stop laughing about it. So... I, I'm sure everyone talk, saw and will talk about it, the Liverpool-Man City match and the goal that was... AKA, you know, probably the greatest game I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was amazing. Oh, that was brilliant. Really amazing. We'll, but we'll get to that. But there was that one yeah. goal, not goal, that barely almost didn't cross the line. Shadow. We're calling it the shadow goal. <laughs> right. And so someone took a screenshot of the thing and uh, said, you can clearly see that the shadow's over the line. Look at the shadow of the ball. Look at the shadow of the ball on the tweet. Obviously, Twitter jumped on that because, first of all, that's not how fucking shadows work. <laughs> yeah, like, if I've got a torch, I can shine it at the ball and make a shadow in the goal. It's exactly. fucking brilliant. See, fucking brilliant. maybe if Palace just went round with a load of torches, is what you're saying, we could actually score some goals. <laughs> just, <laughs> the referee's watch nil. going crazy. Yeah. Oh, oh, the Duracell's run out. Oh, bollocks. Someone <laughs> well, bring so me I a mag like... <laughs> <laughs> Christian Mateke could finally get a goal in. Doubt it. <laughs> He's yeah, just no, turning around even. in his eyes. He's just going to turn up with a miner's helmet on? <laughs> like a little flashlight in front? No, but so I spent like 10 minutes laughing about the idiot being like, not understanding how fucking shadows work. And being like, you know, typical Liverpool fan on Twitter, social media conspiracy. And then, yeah. after my first initial round of laughing till I cried, I very quickly realized, or not very quickly, I eventually realized that it was the fucking shadow of the ball from the goal decision computer generated graphic. So it yeah. wasn't even the actual shadow. It was a fake computer image of a shadow. Conspiracy, beautiful. guys, conspiracy. The, the league is out to get Liverpool. Oh my god, I forgot about that. You know what? I don't even f- fuck the rest of the news stories. That was amazing. Let's just stop there. <laughs> <laughs> and let's get to the big match. Let's uh, let's get into it. Man City Liverpool two one. Manchester City win, and sort of put themselves back into the title conversation after a very tumultuous holiday period. I mean, if we are gonna go back to games involving Man City, because we didn't really get to talk about it, did we, gents? <laughs> because in typical bloody fashion, we take like a three week break. Just before Andros Townsend scores what will probably be the goal of the season and the boys, the men, the guys who in four appearances had lost, had an aggregate score of losing 18-0 at the Etihad against Man City, bloody beat them 3-2, don't we? So... That's definitely got my vote for goal of the season. That's that's up there with uh, that goal from the World Cup. I forget who it was. It was a fullback... Benjamin Pavard. Pavard, yeah, I was going to say Pavarotti, but that's the the opera scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, fantastic goal. So that that Townsend goal definitely, I think, is goal of the season for me. But that speaks to a much bigger sort of pattern that we didn't get to talk about that much, which was Man City tumbling down the table. They were only like two points ahead of Chelsea at one point. Like mm. 
it was bad. They were all the way down to third place, right? I'm, I'm not mistaken. In, yep, yeah, no, they was, were in third. Yep. It was a crazy-ass period with a lot of matches and stuff, but I remember them being in third place, and they were doing very, very poorly, and so they came into this Manchester City-Liverpool match. Liverpool were seven points ahead and looking red hot, and if Liverpool had won, they would have been 10 points ahead, and all the advanced statistical models would have had them at 90% plus to win the league. Mm. 10 points ahead um, with not that many, well, not, you know, over half the season gone by, and more importantly, all the matches between Liverpool and City haven't been played, so there's no more way for City to take points off of them. Um, obviously, that didn't end up happening. City did win 2-1, to one, but it was very much a make-or-break moment for them. Um, if Liverpool had won, or even if they had drawn, that would have been basically lights out. Lights out, there we go. Yeah, lights out for the title race. Um, so luckily we did have City win, but they were not looking good for a few weeks there. City really, really were falling off. Like, it was their underlying numbers, too. It wasn't, like, fluky results. Mm. They looked real bad. And I think I I was frustrated to not be able to talk about it and have a podcast to talk about it because, like, it's it was such an interesting moment for them to go, you know, being easily the best team in the league in terms of their numbers and then all of a sudden having a cliff to fall off and at the same time Liverpool turning red hot for the month of December. What do you guys what was up with City? Before we get into the City Liverpool match, like what was going on there? Other than Palace. Palace turned up, mate. That's uh that's what <laughs> happened. We did the mighty ducks of the Premier League. That's I believe what we're what we're called. Um so yeah, if you look at if you look at their losses, I mean they they had the the two against um, Palace and Leicester in December. Obviously, Oscar, I know. Hang on, we're we we've all done a number over City so far. Peterborough just need to get involved. Come on, Peterborough. Come on, Come Peterborough. On. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, so Chelsea beat him two 0 and then in the Palace and Leicester game, City went ahead as well. So that was what was quite strange that both times they kind of relinquished the lead. I mean, it's been great to, to see the, the competition hotting up. And, and what was weird is when City did drop off, that all the pundits were still going, no, nah, City will still win the league, City will still win the league. When, like Oscar just said, you know, there was one game, one more game against Liverpool. If they'd have lost that and, and gone 10 points down, it would have been incredibly hard. Like, yeah, like you said, up in the 90% um, that Liverpool would have won the league. Um, they're kind of turning it, obviously, in, in true City fashion. They'll, they'll turn it around a bit now. And it just, you know, the two games against Palace and Leicester can be a blip to then lead them on to their next 20-game winning run where they just uh, destroy everyone. So Liverpool are kind of setting up in the prime position to do the most Liverpooly Liverpool in Liverpool land and, uh, and, you know, slip again. Yeah, I mean, even like the last episode before we left, we recorded all three of us said that City were going to win the league. And then that was looking like a very bad prediction not that long after. But, you know, hopefully we are all wishing for Liverpool to kind of stay in the lead and then Steven Gerrard comes out of retirement, plays midfield, slips. Uh, Dembaba <laughs> comes out of retirement and scores. Yeah, I hope that. It is strange that it is. it does, like as much as we joked before about the conspiracy theory against Liverpool with the shadow goal, like it does seem funny that literally everyone is rooting for Man City. And not Liverpool, because <laughs> yeah. we just wouldn't. We wouldn't hear the end of it if they'd have done an invincible season, would would we? I mean, oh my uh, god. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's one thing I hate more than Liverpool fans on Twitter. It's Arsenal fans on Twitter still bragging yeah. about the yeah. invincible season as if that even fucking matters. They're like maybe the seventh best team ever in the Premier League era. Like, <laughs> and they're still getting off on it. You you had like a thousand draws. That's not impressive. It's not impressive. <laughs> 
So you didn't lose. Big fucking deal. Anyway, sorry. Sidetrack. Um, even here, like in City... Releasing a DVD called A Thousand Draws isn't, uh, isn't something they're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, even in this match, like Liverpool beat them on XG. Not by a lot. It was a pretty even match, but it was 1.0 to 1.4. So like, I'm not 100% sold... I mean, Liverpool hit the post like three times in a row or something like that. And it was, was absurd. you know, leading up to Shadow Goal was when, you know, John Stones decided to kick it in Edison's face. Right, which that doesn't even register on XG because it's not a shot from the attacking team. Yeah, it it counts. It counts. It counts. It's fine. (laughs) Like own goals count separate. So that's amazing because that 1.4 doesn't include that Shadow Goal situation. And City only did 1.0 scored too. Like that's, that's enough variance that that's normal. Like that's a good example of... You know, when both teams play well, something crazy can happen, and it's a little bit, a little small thing determines that. Like, you know, Vincent Company not getting a red card when he should have. But, like, I don't know that City have necessarily turned it around. This was a great performance, but the underlying numbers still weren't that fantastic to only generate 1.0. You know, it's not like they generated 3.0 in a big match or something. They had a good day, yeah, but not but a great to, day. But, but I'm sure if you look at, you know, Liverpool for goals conceded and XG conceded, you know... Like it's one thing for City not to have the underlying numbers against like other teams. Like they were they were outperformed by for XG by Leicester. I'm pretty sure Palace Palace not because because our two goals were like wonder strike. So you know our XG in that match was insignificant for three goals, <laughs> one of which being a penalty, of course. But so I I think if if you probably look at it, that's the best. That's the most looks Liverpool have probably given up this season. And the fact that yeah they've only conceded ten goals. Two were in that game, and apart from that, you know they've kept a lot of clean seats, seats and only and only conceded one goal. You would have thought maybe that City would have generated a bit more playing at home, but you watch the game and the the intensity of it and and the battles just everywhere, left, right, and centre, and the way Pep was setting them up to play and like specifically targeting, funnily enough, target Dejan Lovren and you win. Um, it was just energy, and I've I'd, I've never watched the game where I had no vested interest or support in either team, and and just got that much into it. That oh, it, it was so good, it was such a good game. Yeah, it was it was really fun. Although for all the fun, like City only had two shots in the entire first half, and the fullbacks, mm-hmm. especially for Pep, were playing like ridiculously deep. They were actually like not crossing the halfway line. You know, you you remember like Mourinho teams, you would see. Uh, a fullback hit the halfway line and then immediately turn around for fear of getting destroyed. For like, <laughs> yeah. like it was like that. Like they were dropped. Yeah, in terms of the tactics, they were staying very, very deep and giving a lot of respect to Liverpool. And I think where City turned it around was in the second half when they sort of started playing more aggressively and, and opening up a bit more because they are just such a good attacking team. But I kind of assumed that when Fernandinho came back from his suspension, they were gonna just turn it around like it's not a coincidence that the matches where they were bad were the ones where Fernandinho was out like mm-hmm. as amazing as they are and as deep of a squad as they are like there's no one that does what Fernandinho yeah, does it's not them. in that position not no. at all like they've been put they put John Stones in there against uh Palace I think right pretty sure John Stones and he just just yeah just couldn't couldn't contest with our midfield <laughs> generals and he he really is like the center of the around which the cogs work in the clock. I don't know about clock making. <laughs> Is there a center to a clock? I don't really know. There's uh, gnomes involved. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what he is? He's he's the axle to the magic roundabout. Let's say that. There you go. Right? The, everything, Literally everything revolves around him. Like, And so when he was out, I was like, well, they're bad because he's out. 
And so they can't, like, transition from defense to attack. And clearly he's the one that does that for them. So, like, I thought they were just going to quickly turn around. And they have been better since he came back. But they're not fully Man City yet, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so, like, as much as we're saying, oh, they're back in the title race, back in the title race. And I do still think they're probably the best team if they can sort of figure out what the hell's going on. It seems like not an obvious solution. Because I thought it was an obvious solution. I thought it was Fernandinho missing. But now he's back and they still don't look 100%. They look like maybe 80%. And so I don't know what there's left for them to do to kind of figure it out. Maybe he's just getting older. Or maybe it's just like something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. But do you guys... Is that just me? Or do you guys also feel like they're not quite back to City yet? Or am I just like overanalyzing and reading into the numbers too much and being a nerd? I don't know. I think, it, yeah, I think it's just there's, there, there was the little blip for a while. Um, then they've had that great result against Liverpool, which stays kind of fresh in the mind. Um, and then obviously where we've had the cup and a little bit of the dust is settling, the transfer windows just opened. And, and there's there's a lot of kind of stuff going on that we haven't really got back to the proper football um, yet. You know, they, they've got Wolves at home next. And, and they're, you know, of course, they've been no mugs at all this year. Um, they, they've they already, I think they got, they drew against Man City, uh, didn't they, earlier in the season? Yeah. They got yeah, a draw yeah. against, um, a draw against Man United away. Both of those, um, no, one was away, one was at home. I can't remember which way around. Um, they beat Tottenham the other week. They beat Chelsea. They got Chelsea. a result against us, yeah. A little while ago, so you know their their results against the, the big teams like Nuno knows how to set them up for those games. So it'd be very very interested to see to see how this one plays out. And if and if they do, you know, manage manage to get something and and hold back City, or if you know Pep just goes unleashed and and go and goes in all guns blazing, it's shaping up to be a good one as we come down the closing stretch now because there's you know. Like you said before, over half of the games are done. You've played all the teams once. Man City have played Liverpool twice. And Klopp said in his interview, you know, if he could have at any point this year um, have played Man City twice and still been four points ahead, he would have paid a lot of money for that. Yeah, no. And four points, like as you get further into the season, you know, there's less and less points available. Obviously, that's just logic. But so a four point lead doesn't sound like a lot. But historically, this late in the season, a four point lead is pretty strong odds towards the title. I think um, I can pull up the numbers on this from 538 who run that amazing predictive model in terms of like if teams keep playing the way they've been playing and you know nothing else changes between now and the end of the season like who is statistically likely to win and etc. But Liverpool are still pretty heavy favorites. I'm trying to find the numbers right now. Yeah, of um, course they would be because they've been great and you know, their defence has been solid and their attack is still their attack, you know. The fact that recently Firmino's been getting goals and obviously Salah's given him the, the hat-trick uh, with the penalty uh, the other week. You know, to then have him firing as well, it works very well because Salah's stayed kind of consistent. Mane's gone on and off the boil at times. Um, and so then if Firmino starts firing, you know, if if all three of them start again, then they can, you know, there's there's nothing to say that Klopp can't do the same and just kind of, unleash those guys going forward because Van Dyke's so good at the back. You, you know, you may as well take Lovren out and, and just put a diff, another striker in there because he could do the job of both of them. Van Dyke is amazing. I'm very jealous that they have him. But let's just put it that way. I think he's probably the best centre-back in the league. Um, I can't think of anyone better. Certainly not on Chelsea. Certainly not on City. T- Tottenham have some good centre-backs, but I don't know, man. 
Well, to transition now from one Manchester team that maybe the solution isn't quite obvious as to what's going on, to another one where the solution was pretty fucking obvious to everybody in the world. (laughs) Manchester United fired Jose Mourinho the day after we recorded the last episode, and since then have beaten Cardiff 5-1, to have beaten Huddersfield 3-1, to have beaten Bournemouth 4-1, to Bournemouth, have beaten Newcastle 2-0, to and and will play Spurs this weekend. I don't know what they've done in the cup. There we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a very strong chance if Jose was still there. They, I mean, of course, they wouldn't have been a free scoring and they wouldn't have had the same front four and Pogba wouldn't have a smile on his face. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they, chances are they probably would have won all of those games because... Luke Shaw would still be in a dungeon somewhere. <laughs> He's finally been let out. The poor kid doesn't know what daylight is anymore. He's scared. I, so, yeah, I mean, you can only beat who's put in front of you, right? And I think that's what—that's the point you were making, which I agree with. But the manner of the victories, I think, is telling. Yeah, and the fact that they get rid of Mourinho before that run, when they knew if he'd have won a load yeah. of games, they wouldn't have been like, able to fire him again. They didn't want to give him, him the again. chance to win it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. It then makes it. Does it make it a bit of a false dawn for Solskjaer as well, who isn't their manager and is on loan? <laughs> the weirdest fucking manager thing ever—that he's on loan yeah. from another club. Ah, uh, I love that. If that's uh, that. If honestly, if I had put money down on a team to have a manager on loan, I think we all know it would have been Chelsea because <laughs> they just take advantage of yeah. the loan system in every way. But yeah, that is a, a very strange situation. They do seem happy. It's almost just just to kind of to go back to your phrase, Oscar. It almost seems like the solution was really fucking obvious. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, I've got Pogba on fantasy, and he's been fantastic. Yeah, the too. day they fired Mourinho, me I picked him up. three. Yeah, and it's been great. Um, Spurs obviously is a real test this weekend, but there's just good vibes, and they are a good team. Like, independent of the third season Mourinho thing, like, they, there is a reason that I had them so high up in my table. They have such amazing talent. And like, as just a fan of, of football and of the sport in general, it fucking pisses me off that we wasted a large portion of Paul Pogba's prime when he's just the most amazing central mid that can just, he does things that like no one else can do. He can run, he can pass, he can shoot. He can do hair announcement videos. He can do stupid penalty <laughs> run-ups. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love him. I really really love him and we lost like key prime years for him where he could have been making magic. Like not the same obviously level as Messi but the same type of breathtaking things. You know, now seeing it be able seeing him be able to express himself instantly the moment Mourinho's gone like I don't know. I think there's something to the performances. Um, I don't know what the underlying numbers are because I haven't been particularly nerding out as much as usual. I've just been kind of watching the football and then and, and just taking it in in like an old school fan kind of way. But they look happy to me. They, not, more than happy, they look like like a team that's playing their best players in their best positions and fucking, oh wow, they're doing really well because of that. Like Just a team that's allowed to play. Like, right, exactly. not not being instructed to not do anything or not go past the halfway line or or not, yeah, exactly like you said, play to their strengths or try and score more goals or whatever. Like 
that's very clear what Solskjaer has done and from seeing the videos in training, you know, as much as they can be doctored or not doctored, but, you know, you can only show you your certain ones. It's probably just, you know, just just go. And because from Solskjaer's point of view, he's got absolutely nothing to lose by doing this. He's a Man yeah. United club legend, so everyone will get on his side. He's already, you know, he's been in the Premier League before, with uh, quite unsuccessful with Cardiff, but it's Cardiff. Um, so like he can just go, yeah, I'm just going to play Marcus Rashford all the time. Lukaku, yeah, take your time out. Like no one's going to put pressure on Solskjaer to play those players or force Alexis Sanchez in because they spent loads of money on him. They're just going to go, right. you know what? Mourinho's gone. Like whatever he does right now, he, he's going to be seen as, as a golden boy. Yeah. And I, I feel it's important to say that I don't, Mourinho was toxic in the locker room. And it's uh, it's not viable to have a manager who fights with his best players and doesn't play Pogba just because they're, you know, bitching at each other and, like, having a little, you know, teenage girl fight, basically. But I don't think he... It's not his fault that the Manchester United defense is garbage and they don't have good defenders. I think he... Like, that was a fair point. And I they mean, brought, brought him... He the defenders they had. Yeah, but... No, I... I he, he was playing with broken toys to begin with. And like he, he is a, a broken th- toy. He is a he broken is toy. Just, Fine. He's a broken toy, persistently surrounded by broken toys, and he'll just he'll just take everything and go. No, don't want that new. Like, I, I'm sorry, but I I've I've never ever liked Jose Mourinho ever. Now, Oscar, you'll always have the fondness of him for his time at Chelsea, and I understand that because he won you guys your first Premier League, etc., etc., etc. But. The guy never really played football, and he's never, ever stayed at a team for more than three seasons. He is completely known for everything falling apart in the, in, in the third season. He's known as being toxic for digging out his players. Like, I don't care what you might get in the short term with it. Everybody knows what poison you can get. And quite frankly, if I never see him get another job in football, which he doesn't need since he's had 72 million quids worth of payouts in his career, then it'll be too soon. Like, I don't want him to appear as a pundit. I don't want anything. Like, he's oh, just God. a horrendous, horrendous <laughs> person. Whether whether it's playing games or, or whatever, this immediate impact that you can see from there means that he is now a burden and he and teams suffer him. They don't, uh, you know, flourish under him. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think where I, where I was going with that is that like they still have a broken defense, and that wasn't on him, and so that's not going to change just because he's gone. They're going to score goals, and they're going to look beautiful doing it because they have amazing ta- attacking talent. Mm. And I do think that like when they play open play like that, they can be the second or third best team in the league. I think they're they're in terms of the players they have, they're probably better than Chelsea, despite Hazard. Like Hazard aside, we don't have people to the same level that they do in a lot of other positions. They're mm. better than Spurs in terms of this talent. They're certainly better than Arsenal in terms of the talent, right? Like, so I think they could be up there. I don't think it's surprising to me. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Spurs on Sunday. But I still think that, like, the problems in defense and the lack of any good defenders are still going to manifest. And so, you know, it, it, it's hard to know what's going to happen going forward. But I'm, I'm fucking excited because I think we're in for a hell of a ride. I think they're going to score a lot of goals and they're going to concede a lot of goals. I think that's really exciting to watch. Like, you know, and maybe David De Gea will get back to being happy and playing better than he had been for a while. Who knows? 
It just shows the two different outlooks, I think, of the managers. Like Mourinho sits there and moans about his defence and goes like, oh, we can't defend, but just belligerently keeps playing defensive football. Whereas Solskjaer will go, okay, then, well, if we don't have a good defence, let's just outscore every team. Yeah. Yeah, you get three points, you get three points. Exactly. And and so, you know, so if you attack from the front, press higher up the pitch, it doesn't matter that you've got a load of crap behind you. If you can smash five goals in, they can let in three. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, you could even, you could be four points ahead of City and still have Dejan Lovren as your center back, so. Exactly. <laughs> Chuck, uh, before we move on, any words for the Miles Offside Derby? Crystal Palace 0, Chelsea 1 on uh, New Year's Eve, I think it was? Um, do you mean Boarfest 2018? Yeah, it was real fucking boring. Arguably the worst game of football. Like, I know. I- I- irrespective of result, that was a horrific game of football. Really bad. The only, only good moment was David Luiz playing an inch perfect pass over the top onto the chest of N'Golo Kante, who then slotted away nicely. Yeah, slotted away nicely after defence just let, let him maraud in and just kind of. <laughs> That was that was early on, and then kind of you may as well have just switched off after that. That is exactly what David Luiz does that no other centre back in the league can do. He is not defend. <laughs> I hate when you do that. <laughs> He's one of the best passers in the league, and that pass was fucking perfect. And you can't get that from other people. And now that we fucking Fabregas is going away, which as a let me take a moment as a Chelsea fan to say goodbye to Cesc Fabregas, who has been amazing, a true legend for the club, despite having come from Arsenal or Barcelona. That was an emotional moment to see him walking off and crying. I was crying. It was amazing. Um, but with him gone, I think David Luiz is is easily the best long passer on our team. And one of the better long passers in the league. Like, he's very underrated for his, his specifically his long and over-the-top passing. But that was a perfect, perfect ball for Dante. It's, it's almost like all he wants to do is just hammer a ball. <laughs> it's just it. Just kick it really far with a, with a run-up or just hoofing it up into the air. Just let them play, Chuck. Just let them play. <laughs> let them play. Uh, Chelsea have been bad. I don't want to talk about <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> All right. Well, there was a million other things that happened since the last time we recorded. I think we could be talk talking for the next seven days about them. But So let's go ahead and call it a wrap on part one, because we do also have quite a bit of listener questions built up. So let's take a break, get some coffee, get some water, whatever you're doing, and come back. So we'll see you guys in a little bit. Welcome back to Miles Offside Podcast 2019. What up, future? Woo. Um, we've obviously been off out of your earballs for the last few weeks, but still been interacting with you on the Facebooks and the Twitters and the emails. Um, just in case you've forgotten all about us, they, well, you can find us on Twitter at Miles Offside Pod, on Facebook at Miles Offside, or send us an email to milesoffsidepod at gmail.com. <laughs> You can do. <laughs> Hold on, getting another tinny. Lovely stuff. <laughs> there we are. You can get in touch with us on those channels, just like these people did. There might be some names you remember. Mr. Ian Stibson, the floor is yours. Always names you remember. Like Dave Matteo got in touch, as he always does, and said, uh, Is Tottenham's son making a case for being the best ever Asian footballer? Um. Uh, well, he's very good at dodging the draft. <laughs> so, <laughs> playing for his life potentially. Yeah. 
playing for his life. So, I mean, if that's what inspires you, if that's what inspires Asian footballers, then there, there could be a very strong case for any of the South Korean team. <laughs> but uh, so of the ones I've seen, I would say yes. Cer- certainly better than Park. Yeah, he's better than um, Park. Yeah. Definitely better than Park. Shinji Kagawa? Shinji Kagawa was really good at Dortmund, but not for that extended of a period. Yeah, he didn't really do much in the Premier League, although I didn't really get a chance. Um, let's say yes. Yeah, he's yes. the best. Yeah, I mean, he's the best one I've seen, for sure. He's amazing. He's the best. He's real. How about let's just take this as a moment to say, wow, he's so fucking good. Like, I still have nightmares about when he skinned Jorginho alive down the <laughs> wing when they played us. And then, like, that goal he scored was a phenomenal goal against Chelsea. And who else did he dance around? I can't remember who it was. Uh, it was just, uh, I'm pretty sure it was just Jorginho. Certainly, I'll tell you who it wasn't, is Marcus fucking Alonso, who doesn't know how to play defense, because he just... He's no, our, he wasn't, he wasn't he's there, though, so, <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make it that bad. Well, yeah, you can't do much worse than your current strikers. He's just a team player. He sees how bad our strikers are, and he's like, oh, I'll do that. I'll go play striker. <laughs> and some, yeah. someone else will handle the defensive stuff. I'm sure yeah, he wants fine. to go hang out with his other Spanish mate. Yeah. Uh, they just both want to be offside together. Oh, my God. But, um, yes, Hyungmin Son is amazing. Always, always happy as well. Always, it's always nice to see, like we said earlier with the Man United team, always nice to see someone playing with a smile on their face. He, and he's one of those footballers like N'Golo Kante that just everyone seems to like. It just is universally loved, not just by his own teammates, but by fans and by like players from other teams. It just, it mm. just seems like a really nice guy on top of Sergio being ridiculously Aguero. talented. Yeah, Aguero. Yeah, definitely. Aguero's everybody likes him. You know, people like Aguero because he can have a terrible haircut and everyone's like, oh, do you, man? Live your best life. (laughs) I mean, including all of us when we sat here for about 10, 15 minutes once and and spoke about how it gave him an ethereal quality. Yeah, I think it's a good haircut. It's an objectively terrible haircut, but he's pulling it off. So he must be likable. And he created the greatest moment in the Premier League. So there you go. He got Balotelli to do an assist. (laughs) <laughs> is that the greatest moment in the Premier League? Yeah, Mario yeah. Balotelli. One assist that season, that goal. There you go. One assist his whole Premier League career, I think. Well, I'm picked, pretty a, sure. picked a good one. Picked a good one. So, Son's the best ever Asian footballer. Um, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Adam P asks, what's worse, the transfer window or debates over the magic of the cup? Uh, what, what is this debate about the magic of the cup? Uh, old people love the cup and young people don't give a shit about it American TV tries to sell the cup so hard yeah because like so basically it's probably because it's nearest to the the competition uh, right exactly yeah yeah yeah. so they think that like Budweiser pounding American football watching Midwestern guys who always talk about how oh liking soccer is not American not American Right, like th- that type of sports fan. Yeah. Because there are plenty of good sports fans in the middle, or good sports fans, soccer fans in the Midwest or whatever, but like the more, I don't know, conservative, traditional American sports fan can yeah. see that and be like, oh, that's like playoffs. I understand that. It's knockout. Yeah. That's how it should be. Great. So American TV tries to sell it really hard, and that's compounded by the fact that like NBC owns the rights to the Premier League, but they don't own the rights to the FA Cup. Fox owns the rights to the FA Cup. And so then Fox is like, we have to really sell the FA Cup as being even more important, even more magical, even cooler than the league, because then maybe we'll get people to watch our stuff instead. And so like it gets super hyped. All the games get put on like actual TV networks. And and so like over here, there's a fake sort of thing, which then is annoying because like there are sort of newer 
I want to say, English soccer fans here who are like, oh, the FA Cup is so important. And I'm like, dude, like Chelsea have won it a lot. There was a picture of like the last 15 FA Cups and it's like Chelsea, Arsenal, Chelsea, Arsenal, Arsenal, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Chelsea. Like we've won it a lot and I, I like it as a trophy, but it's not important. Like that's a facetious debate at best. Do you like it enough to get an arm patch of it? Or... <laughs> um, no, I, I, yeah, I think, and it, and especially, like, I get that it's lost a bit of its kind of glitz and glamour in the last few years just because there is so much of a big disparity now that there aren't as many giant killings. But, you know, this round of FA Cup fixtures just showed us, like, they there were some phenomenal games and results in there. Yeah, there was a good round of giant killings too. Giant killings, yeah. quote-unquote. Like... Well, uh, the Huddersfield, um, Cardiff. Um. Yeah, not so much. Newport County beat uh, Leicester, didn't they? Yeah, Leicester. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. That was kind of the biggest. Uh, that yeah. was a big one. That was a big one. Yeah, and I, I and I assume I don't know about you, gents. About it's it always seems to be like the old oh, big teams don't take it seriously one or disrespect the cup or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's which I just find is the most bullshit argument ever. Yeah. I mean, it, it's more true certainly of the Carabao Cup or the League Cup, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The Carling Cup. I still call it the Carling Cup by accident. Coca-Cola Cup. Yeah. Um, Rumble the Rumbelows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, you guys are perfect on sync right now. The Littlewoods. The Littlewoods Cup. I my my dad was a Luton fan, and they won it in '88 when uh, my mum was pregnant with my brother, and uh, she was heavily pregnant, and he still went to the cup final. <laughs> Just like I'm not missing it. So yeah. Good for him. Yeah. He always joked that my uh, little brother was going to have his middle names were going to be the Luton first eleven. Couldn't get that one through. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> didn't fly. Damn, that would have been good. Yeah, but yeah, I just think it's you know people say they disrespect it and fine, okay, playing weakened teams, but then you know they they still go on and win it. Is it is it disrespecting your tactics? Yeah, and that's why you've got a squad as well. Well, yeah, exactly. And since nineteen eighty eight. Only three times has one of the non-Big Six teams won it. So Wigan, who got relegated the year they won it. Portsmouth, Portsmouth, who got relegated the year they won it. (laughs) Uh, Well, administration, they went one step further. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. I remember because I had to Google what does administration mean? And and I still don't fully understand it. I think they like sell themselves to a bank, basically. Don't explain it, it's fine. Basically, business business gone. (laughs) (laughs) It's not good, yeah. It's not good. It's no good. Well, it's not. It's, yeah, and it's not good if they owe you money. <laughs> yeah, not so much. But yeah, so it's like, how much disrespect are they showing the cup by the fact that they keep winning it? I don't. I don't really know. Is it that they're not giving someone else a chance? Is it? I don't know. Yeah, as the resident fan of the team that actually wins trophies, sometimes no dis, no no uh, shots fired at you guys or anything. But like Chelsea playing in the FA Cup, I'd rather see them go for it in the FA Cup than in the Europa League. So right. I don't know. I don't know okay. where you put that in terms of like the that could just be a personal bias to me as well. I don't give a shit about the Europa League though. Oh, oh, speaking of oh, I forgot actually. League Cup. Uh, Man, Man City are playing tonight, aren't they? Yeah, how are they Hang doing? Um, I said, oh, 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 o
Just the nine. <laughs> just, just, just went for the nine. So um, oh, Burton really still in this tie as they go into the uh, the second leg when they play at home. I mean, forget the nine. City will be happy to keep a clean sheet, won't they? Lovely. Yeah, that's big, that's, big, that's, that's big stuff for Pep. Um, yeah, disrespect the cup. Oh, you're playing uh, Burton. Did uh, Phil Foden score like seven of those? Uh, Phil Foden scored one. Oh, Gabriel Jesus scored four. Oh wow, they Mahrez. really are running out the B squad. So their their front six was De Bruyne, Gundogan, David Silva, Leroy Sani, Gabriel Jesus, and Riyad Mahrez. Jesus like, Christ, not a bad, not a bad front six. Yeah, well, De Bruyne's just I've coming heard, back from injury. Yeah, I've heard for their second fixture, like they're actually loaning the Palace whole Palace team for it, um, <laughs> just to just to really rest their own players. That's not great. <laughs> the magic of the cup. Um, and on the flip side, yes, I hate the transfer window. It's shit. I normally like the transfer window, but I hate this fucking transfer window. Yeah, how are Chelsea doing then? Other than Pulisic. Then you aren't even getting him this you aren't even getting him this window. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's flipping out like, oh, we signed him and immediately sent him out on loan. Like, no, douchebag. That was the terms of the agreement with Dortmund. They wouldn't sell him to us unless we agreed to let him stay for the whole season. Yeah, That's not bag. Chelsea's decision. God, oh, it it has been a week of like, as an American and a Chelsea fan, everybody in the fucking world texted me being like, is this a good move for him? Is this a good move for Chelsea? Chelsea fans are angry because they don't want him. American fans are angry because they think Chelsea won't want him. And I'm like, no, they spent a lot of money because they think he's really good. They've been after him for three windows now. Right. And he is good enough to play for, he's not coming here to then go on, ugh. It's a whole thing. I'm very, very happy about Pulisic, and I'm very, very angry about everything else that Chelsea's doing this window. So fuck the January transfer window. Are you? Are you also prepared? Have you mentally prepared yourself for having to spend the next seven years going? No, I supported Chelsea before Pulisic came. I know. I know. You're gonna have to do that. One of my really good friends who owns a Chelsea jersey because he was a Chelsea fan, and I use heavy air quotes on that, in 2010 after the World Cup. Yeah, he's he a like, trophy of the World Cup. Sorry. Yeah, that World <laughs> Cup was awesome. I'm going to start watching the Premier League. You're a Chelsea fan. I'll be a Chelsea fan too. He went out, he bought a jersey. He watched about seven matches and then immediately stopped paying attention and forgot about it. He texts me this week and he's like, oh, I'm a Chelsea fan again. I'm like, ugh, this is why... When I tell anyone I'm American on Twitter, they're like, what do you know about football? Fuck off, mate. Like, I get Sorry no fucking that. respect over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of them start a podcast with you. So. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, all right, Chelsea then, huh? Because he's, like, without a doubt, the most talented American player that has ever played. Like, he's not the best yet. Landon Donovan. Landon Donovan, right. And Clint Dempsey. But... He is the most talented. Like, he's the first genuinely elite talent that we've ever had. He is, he was at 18 good enough to be starting at Dortmund. And he is at his age, at 20 now, I think. Being outplayed by Jaden Sancho. Yeah. Oh, yes. Speak, well, speaking <laughs> of amazing elite young talent, but. Yeah, the Sancho. I mean, it's, it's a business decision as well, isn't it? Like, get, get an American player in again and grab, grab that market. You know, he's only the second American they've ever signed. The first was Matt Miazga. And if you're yeah. saying who, you're exactly right. Yes, he played five minutes for the club and then went back. No, yeah. he's a defender, wouldn't he? Defender. Yeah, a young, like, 12-year-old defender. He's not even good. And he's been on loan ever since. When they signed him, a bunch of people texted me, like, American on Chelsea? I'm like, no, don't get, don't bother. It's not. It's fine. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. But yeah, that's a big one. How's the, How are you guys looking in the window? 
Uh, I, I, my blinds are down at the moment, so can't really look through the window. <laughs> um, actually, Palace are having quite a good window in some ways because we finally sold Jordan Much, a player who no one understands. We don't know why he was there. People thought he disappeared years ago. He just He's that guy who played for Cardiff that time. Um, so he's gone. Um, Jason Punchin has gone on loan to Huddersfield. Yeah. Haven't you let Sirlot go as well? Sirlot had, yeah. Uh, so no more Ivan Drago talk. Um, he's gone to Belgium. And uh, Johnny Williams, who, much like half of Chelsea team, has been on loan for the last six years, um, has been sold to Charlton. So we've just kind of got rid. So that's good. And that would be nice if they're clearing space. Michi Batshuayi is coming up a lot of, uh, I don't know, coming from Chelsea like a loan or actually buying him. I think he's been at Valencia more recently. Yeah, they now want to terminate his loan apparently because they're not happy with him. That's just weird. That's all right, so we'll sign him. Um, (laughs) And for once, we didn't spend 20 million quid on an injured player. So uh, thanks Bournemouth for buying Dominic Solanke. Um, (laughs) And uh, Peterborough have re-signed an overweight midfielder we let go three years ago. So... Yay! Yeah, it's going really well. How's the how's that promotion campaign going? I haven't checked in in a while. Uh, not great. We're I think fourth or fifth now, so firmly in the playoffs. Uh, I went to watch. I went to watch New Year's Day. Uh, Peterborough Scunthorpe, who are like three from the bottom in League One, and we can. You'll have to bleep that out, by the way. You'll have to bleep that out. <laughs> Scunthorpe, yeah. Uh, but we conspired to make a very bad team look a little bit better than us and lost 2-0 at home. Fucking shocking. You know you know why that was, Ian? Who went with you? My twat of a son. <laughs> <laughs> the jinx. Well, that was better than I thought it would be. Um, yeah, you're so... Yeah, no, the get rid. Fucking jinx. Don't... Yeah, he got a, he got a full bloody Peterborough kit as well, like uh, for Christmas. So he's a proper full kit wanker. Yeah. So, and after after like seventy minutes, he was like, "This is not good, is it, Dad?" And I was like, "No, it's not. <laughs> it's not good." But we're staying. Yeah, now turn. Now get outside. Get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> go go and open the car and go and warm it up. Just put a sign in the window that says he has water and he's listening to his favorite <laughs> yeah. music. Brilliant. And then just leave them in the car. <laughs> Brilliant. Do people do that over there? Because people are always getting arrested over here for leaving their kids or their pets in the car in the summer in a thousand degree heat. And it's really not that funny, but it is super funny. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it does happen, yeah. So your your son got his first full full kit? Well, we got him a shirt and uh, someone else got him like, shorts and socks uh, okay. and stuff. Um, I was going to say, if you got him the full kit, that's a failure on your part as a parent. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I bought I bought my daughter a full kit before she was born, and she stayed awake for a whole game. She watched the whole game with me, and we won. There's the three times it's happened. Both times she's fallen asleep, we lost, and then she watched the Wolves game. I might have terrified her when I shouted at the first goal. Um, <laughs> and Jordan I who scores, guys. Like you can't contain it, you know. No, no, I'm sure. And then we got a penalty. Oh, it was good times. Um, yeah. What was the question? So, <laughs> originally the question was, uh, what's worse, the transfer window or debates over the magic of the cup? <laughs> and so we decided, later. Adam P, that the worst thing is inviting Finley Stimson to a Peterborough match. Exactly. Yeah, there so, go. there you go. It's brilliant. In the, in the 88th minute, some 
some bloke and his son sort of like came back from, I don't know, getting a drink or something. But like I say, it was late and we were losing. And he just shouted, don't worry, he was trying to sneak out, but I got him. And everyone was just like, "Ray!" (laughs) 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 There was no entertainment on the show whatsoever. So we were just making our own. That's really funny. Yeah, terrible. Oh, Adam P. also was like, it's been a while since I've been verbally abused by anyone, so I missed your podcast. So we should just say, fuck you, Adam, you suck. (laughs) Arsenal are trash, and the only thing worse than Arsenal is an Arsenal fan. (laughs) Okay, that's that's your self-esteem killer there, Adam P. There you go, Adam. Happy New Year. Can do. Um, Adam P. asks... He asked another one. He said, uh, "Which he's player... coming back for more punishment, is he?" <laughs> exactly, exactly. Which player is going to break through in 2019, and who will drop off a cliff? I think Phil Foden's knocking on the door of being a real fucking superstar. Of going out on loan to the championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, every time I see him play for City, and he got a goal tonight. You were saying, but every time I see him, I'm like, this kid, this kid's fucking got it. Like he he has that je ne sais quoi. That makes a star player. You and know? Pep, Pep seems to love him as well. He was asked in a press conference about whether Phil was Foden was going to go out on loan, and he said he's going nowhere. Mm. Yeah, Pep seems to love him. So yeah, maybe we'll start getting a few chances. Who knows? Yeah, I hope so. But I thought that you know, I thought that last season when City had already won the league, you thought he mm. for the amount that he was talking Foden up that he would have played him a bit more, but still didn't. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of also the competitive streak of Pep that even though he's won the league, he then wanted to go through all the records. Mm. Yeah. I feel like he's getting more minutes this year than he did last year. He's been showing up a lot. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Um, that's my non-Chelsea answer, but I think like, and g- genuinely, this might be the real answer, but I didn't want to say it as my actual answer because because Chelsea and bias and whatever. But Ruben Loftus Cheek and Kristen Pulisic are both like on the cusp of being fucking superstars, like. And so I think depending on how it goes So we just with... need those two transfers to go through and Pulisic goes to Chelsea and Ruben comes back to Palace and then it's all fine, isn't it? <laughs> Everyone uh, would be happy with that. Ruben Oscar. has looked amazing. He's been playing more and I'm very happy. Speaking of dropping off, do you think Hazard is... Uh, this means Hazard is gone bye-bye in the, in the summers. What, the Pulisic signing? Yeah. No, no, not at all. You don't think it's contingency? No, I think Willian is 31. Pedro's older than that. Willian isn't even that good anymore. He hasn't been playing well, certainly, this year. Pedro's injured very often. And the only other person that we have besides Hazard is Callum Hudson-Odoi, who's good, but he's 18. And you don't want to have to rely on him as your only other genuinely, like, regular good starter. Our wingers are Callum Hudson-Odoi, who's 18. Hazard, who's 28. And then everyone else is 30 plus. Like, they just need players that are the right age for those positions. They can't. Is Hudson Odoi the one who's now going to Bayern? (laughs) 35 million. Bayern keep coming in. Yeah, Bayern came in with 12, then 20, then 30, and now 32 or 35 is the latest bid. And Chelsea keeps saying no, no, no. And to his credit, I don't know if it's the management from on high making him do it or if it's his own choice. But Sarri's been playing him a lot more. He, he played him in the starting... Like, that was our preferred 11 against Spurs. It wasn't a rotated squad. Um, and he was in there. And he's been our second best winger. Like, he has been better than William or Pedro when he plays. I think Chelsea fans for weeks and months have been calling for him to play above him. Above them. And he has been lately. 
So he might have a breakout season. He's very, very talented. He loves a dribble. He's fun to watch. But Chelsea have a lot of good young players, and so do City. I mean, those two academies, they both spent many, many millions of dollars on those academies. And, like, it's those are always the two teams in the FA Youth Cup and the European Under-21 League and all that. So, you know, those are where those those young guys are kind of coming out of. Yeah. And Benteke's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the drop-off a cliff one then, yeah? Uh, can you really drop a? Uh, he's of... not. He's not at the top of the cliff, is he? So, not a cliff, yeah. is it? Yeah. Yeah. He's sort of on the beach at the bottom. He's just sort of flopped into the water. Is it too late to say Alvaro Morata? <laughs> oh, it, it might be by the time this goes out. God, <laughs> he scored a brace in the FA Cup, and he didn't even celebrate either fucking goal. He scored he a brace against angry. Palace, mate. Like it doesn't mean much. <laughs> he sucks. He's always offside. He looks unhappy. He looks like worse than Torres did in worse Torres moments. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's just start an offshoot podcast called Always Offside and uh, <laughs> just do updates on Alvaro Morata each week. Uh, guys, was Alvaro Morata offside? Yes, yes he yes, was he always was, offside. Yes. <laughs> Great. Uh, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Dave Matteo, did you get anything good for Christmas? I mean, did you get anything else, Chuck, for Christmas other than February, January, and were February? Were all those socks, socks from the same person, or did you just <laughs> did everyone in your life get you socks? Um, so Gina bought me a bag, which it was then I it came to me, and I went to open it. I was like, "What the hell is this?" And she kind of smirked at me. I went, "Is this a bag of socks?" And she kind of giggled, and I opened it, and it was thirty pairs of the same black socks, which was great. I then got uh, four other pairs of socks, which, yes, I believe they were all from her. Um, I made it very clear what I wanted, guys. Yeah. I put it out there in the world enough in recorded media. Yeah, yeah. So very we nice. Got, we got a buzz going. Um, she socked it to me. That's just uh, a fact. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what else I got, actually. That day was a bit weird and a bit of a blur. Not to go on about it too much, but yeah, I had to work that day, so you know, Ugh. that sucked. That sucks. Grim, um, but no, it was it was really nice, and obviously like daughter's first Christmas and stuff. So no, it's focusing more on like like her kind of stuff. So it was just nice to be around the family and and yeah. How many how many pairs of socks did she get? Uh, she ain't got no socks. She hasn't earned the right yet. She hasn't earned the years of suffering of losing. Once she gets to the age of twenty seven, she can then. Be gifted with fresh socks all the time. Look at this. I mean, look, I'm just pulling out socks here. Look, there's a pair of socks together. There's a pair of socks together. There's a pair of socks together. These are all just fresh socks, guys. I'm oh, just pulling words. them out of my socks. He literally drawer. is. This is just, like a, they just, it's like they, a magician's sleeve. They just don't stop coming. <laughs> look, there's just socks. There's just socks and socks oh, and socks. Where are you keeping this is, this is the, I mean, literally, I'm above my socks. Are you drawer. recording it from your sock drawer? Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't get given much space in the house anymore, but yeah. Oh, my word. Socks still in pack. Look how fresh those are. Oh, my Look word. at that. Oh, those are fun. Is that Superman on those? Yeah, uh, no, I believe they say Super Dad. Thank you very super much. Super Dad. There we go. Super, super Father. Jesus Men's Christ, socks. at 27, you've become that man. That man. Well, nearly 28, guys. 28 this uh, next week. Yeah, next week. I'm 35 tomorrow. Are you 35 tomorrow? Oh, shit. I am. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Only 35. Um, 
Only 35, <laughs> if you could believe it. See, I'm I'm just happy because I remember this time last year, well, nearly this time last year, obviously, it was on my birthday when I told you, Ian, that I was turning 27. You went, oh, you'll probably die this year. Just like, oh, I did uh, say that, yeah. Yeah, you did, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. if anything, Monday will just be a big fuck you to you when I turn 28 <laughs> and have a massive uh. coronary because I still haven't stopped eating since Christmas. Yeah. I didn't realise you guys had birthdays so close together. Neither did I. I'm not getting either of you anything, but that's still an yeah. interesting note to, fact to note. It's fair. How about you guys? What did you get for Christmas? Yeah, Stimmers, how'd you do? I did all right. Got a pair of boots, wallet. I got some socks, not as many as 30-whatever. Jesus Christ. Hey, but, we, can't, you know, you know, we can't all fly so close to the sun. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, I did all right. Yeah, Like you say, once you have a kid, it's all about them, isn't it? So I, I was playing with his toys for the week afterwards, you know. He's eight. Toys are getting good now. Toys are getting yeah. good, yeah. Toys are getting really good. Yeah, so we've got a Lego Boost thing that's like this robot you can build and then you can code it to do stuff from the iPad. It's Shit. Oh, yeah, they're well awesome. Yeah, I've seen really those. Really good, there's, really if, good. It, there's, there's a really, really expensive one of them where you can build a machine that makes the robots. <laughs> no way. It's like a real like Lego Lego machines making Lego machines. I don't well, know. It's, it's like not... that, that house made of Legos. Did you guys see that on Twitter? No. Oh, with the, the guy did the pillar or something. Yeah, the pillar had of like... Legos, and then he opens up little cupboards, and there's like Lego cities inside. It was cool. It's cool. And Chuck, I think I saw it off your Twitter actually. Yeah, no, he's he's built into it. Like there's one where you open the flap, and it's like everyone's at a concert, and you're on the stage. There's one where he's like fighting robots in a city. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. good. And some like until like you invite you know some friends around, and their kids a little shit, and he like pulls one of the oh. bricks out and the whole thing, and then you just have to chuck him out the window. Yep. Well, that's why I refuse to be friends with anyone who has kids. Yep, and that's why we keep it strictly <laughs> long distance. <laughs> How about you, Oscar? How was uh, your? Well, I don't have kids, so everything's still about me. Yeah, um, that must so be it was amazing. a wonderful Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's great. All that, all that time and money you've got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, all see. that sleep you get. <laughs> Emily got me a Nintendo Switch, so we've been playing a lot of video games. Oh, I love that. the Switch. Love yeah, the Switch. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. We've been. Um... I'm such an adult now. I still haven't touched the Nintendo Switch. Oh, great. I hadn't, I hadn't at all, but I, but uh, I really wanted that Pokemon game, Pokemon Let's Go. Pikachu, oh yeah, we got Finley that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an exact recreation. Well, not quite exact, exact, but like it's the original 151. It's none of this like bullshit new regions and like <laughs> new Pokemon. It, it, I'm a purist. Okay, I'm old school. <laughs> there are 151 Pokemon. I don't want to hear otherwise. Get out of here with your fucking Togepies and your. Don't you don't, be stepping up with know. a snubble, yo. Don't you be coming, stepping. I've got yeah, no exactly. idea yeah, what you're yeah. talking so about. So we got the Switch, we've been playing that. We uh, we leveled up, we got a Blastoise, a Charizard, and a Venusaur. So everything's Sick. going pretty good. Pretty good. And then Ian, obviously you already know this because you're an audiophile like me. But I, oh, uh, yes, I sent I you a picture. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, my in-laws got me uh, speakers for my home theater. Pioneer Elite Andrew Jones series speakers very nice they are floor standing they have a hundred watts 150 oscar, watts oscar literally has the spec sheet out yeah, right yeah. in front of him right now yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 150 um, watts he's holding they... that in one hand and furiously masturbating with the other <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're fucking gorgeous i mean ian was masturbating to the picture of them so oh it's not god just yeah me. absolutely yeah no they did look good oh and a ruben loftus cheek jersey Oh, of course, <laughs> yeah. That's so right. So the transfer's on. Yeah. Yeah, it's yellow too, so it's definitely he's going to Palace. Yes. It's the yellow one. It has Ruben on the back. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a great gift too. 
man, I had a good Christmas. You did, yeah. God. Don't have kids, guys. And you have yeah. a great Christmas. Stupid fucking kids, honestly. They <laughs> lose you Peterborough matches. Take all your money for presents. <laughs> You know, it's only now I can start playing with chemistry sets and Lego robots and stuff. Fucking hell. Ungrateful little shits. To be fair, he got me some nice uh, Bowie vinyl as well. Ooh. Did yeah. he? Did yeah. he pay for that with all of his money, did yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. Where's that fucking <laughs> yeah. come from? Yeah. Where's that bloody come from? Oh, you got a present. Oh, here's your present from Isabel. Oh, did it come out of her money? No, it fucking didn't. No, didn't drain on my time <laughs> and resources. Love him. Best things ever happened to me. Um, yep, can't wait till they get, she gets old <laughs> enough that I can make her do stuff. Yeah, remember, your girlfriends and wives listen to this. So. <laughs> oh, no. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, and last of all, I think this might feel relevant. Uh, Adam P. asks, uh, when does the festive oh, binging for fuck's end? Sake, does he get to, how many questions does he want? He's just opened himself up for this. Selfish Arsenal prick. Standard Arsenal trying to get him all over social media. Ugh. I'm going to have to step in and say, we need <laughs> questions. <So. laughs> he asked for it. He I genuinely did, asked for it. He did, like, genuinely asked for some abuse. So. We just give <laughs> the people what they want. Masochist. <laughs> I mean, you have when, to be to listen to our podcast to a certain extent. That is yeah. true. That is true. So Love we asked, you. When does the festive binging end? Ask him for a friend who still wants excuses to eat and drink. Um, I haven't stopped yet. Like, I feel like only now am I... Because also my missus is a dairy-free vegetarian. God help you. But we've still seemed to buy quite a lot of food crap. And like, me and Finley are just the only ones eating it. So I only feel like I'm now sort of out of chocolate and cheese. And like, only now is it sort of plateaued yeah i think it only really ends when you just remove the word festive um yeah that's just all it is just um yeah true uh, i i don't know i don't think that any of us are, are big advocates of either dry january or as it is nope. now known veganuary or fuck that um fuck <laughs> vegans no disrespect to your lovely wife, Ian, who isn't a vegan, but she's dairy free. Well, she's she's so. since since January the first, she has been off the eggs as well. Ugh. Oh, cretin! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cretin. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Well, I'm still going from like Christmas 2009 binge hasn't quite ended, so at some point I've got to <laughs> slow down. But it's going strong. Why stop at why stop a good thing? If, of my Christmas binge, if something's going right. well, like you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, guys. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. in that respect, Adam's among friends. Yes, my joy, much like my waistline, is ever expanding. Yeah, you're 28, right? That's when it, no, it really 27. starts there. Still 27, guys. 27 to 28 hits hard, and then <laughs> yes, it just kind of keeps going. I am full on cultivating the ultimate dad bod right now, guys, and I'm not ashamed. Beautiful, beautiful. I think we all are. I think we all are, apart from Oscar. I'm just fat. <laughs> <laughs> not a dad, just fat. You're not fat. You just haven't grown into your body yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that's the end of the listener questions. Uh, Chuck's already told you how to get in touch. But also, I thought I'd uh, add, I've got a little little new promo link that we've got. Uh, you can get a free one-month trial of Audible now. <gasps> so you can Audible? get an audio book or two. And uh, if hang you on, follow the on, link... Hang that- on. Oh, is this is yeah. this after I already accidentally signed myself up for a free trial that wasn't a free trial and now I'm paying for Audible? 
Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, I wish I knew this before. You really are turning into a dad. <laughs> What's this email button? <laughs> so yeah, if you follow the link that I'm going to put in the show notes, then you can get a uh, free one-month trial to Audible and give us a little kickback, help support your favourite podcast. And once you're done listening to us, you can listen to an audiobook. Yes, help support my Audible subscription. Yeah, exactly. So you can help pay for yeah, Chuck's can Audible. I, can I use the link? Because I don't have Audible yet. Yeah, you can get a free one, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey! <laughs> there you go. It is very good. Audible is very good as well. Like, uh, just listening to books on the go. Like, obviously, if you're listening to this, you must like podcasts. Um, you must like podcasts mm. a whole lot. Um, <laughs> so sometimes when you're waiting for those episodes to come in, listen to one of those, especially stuff like autobiographies, because there's a lot yeah. of autobiographies that are read by the person who did it. Um, and also stuff for comedies. I think some of the Alan Partridge books are read by Steve Coogan. Oh, my God. And it just, In character it, for seven or eight hours. It's it phenomenal. It is the absolute best. Yeah, do that, actually. Just do that. Do the Audible thing and get the Alan Partridge books because they are unbelievable. So good. Chuck, uh, are you going to take us through our games? Games? What games? Games. The Predictor League. <gasps> Predictor League. League, League of, of predictions. predictions. Where we can predict what happened last year. We did it. We predicted the future. Now we're in the future. How are things going? Oscar is still <laughs> last. Yes! <laughs> yeah. The scores new year, new me, baby. have skimmed. A new year has occurred. Many met like four or five weeks of football have happened since we got I since we uh, there'd last be some recorded. Sort of shake up. <laughs> since we last checked, the big Premier League shake-up has happened, and Oscar is bottom. Um with Ian's jinx of a son still just above him. So yes. Oscar is on 76 points. Finley's on 72. Jack is on 66. Josh is on 62. Emily down in 60, yo. Oscar, turn around and taunt her because you're not that far away. <laughs> he did it. She's fucking playing Pokemon without me. <laughs> God damn it. We got to wrap this up. Above Emily on 56 points. This guy, the Chuck. Um, above me Nat Thorne 54 Chris K 54 Heath Cram 52 Johnny Worthington 52 uh, all these guys until I tell you otherwise on 52 I can't keep saying it CBFC HQ (laughs) Joe Bloom Dave Mateo and Carmen also (laughs) all on 52 JD and Raphael Briand on 50 Jordan Nicola and Ian Stimson on 48 points. 48, that Ooh, feels good. So that, 80 that points seems good. out. Third place with 40 points, John OG. Second place with 38 is Pad Fall and top of the chart still looming large as we come, I don't know, we get to the downhill sprint of the <laughs> season. Words <laughs> failing. Uh-huh. Uh, resident emotional punching bag, Adam P <laughs> on 32 <laughs> points. Uh, oh god so we're gonna end up how how am i still in last united are turning it around like when as they sneak up the table this has got to help me that's got to be the thing that puts me off i mean is it was it not west ham before three points or something though is it not west ham is it is it wasn't that the one i don't know you're the one that has the thing no that's that's what you've been saying because i said man united like second you still have wolves in 20th that hasn't changed there you go that's the Uh, killer it's yeah, that's, that's and you have Fulham in 11th. Like, you're screwed, bro. Oh, my God, Oscar. 
Just, I, I think it's, I confused those two teams. Yeah. <laughs> it's so lucky you don't have sports gambling over there. <laughs> no, I would never bet on anything outside of the top six. I would never bet on anything outside of the top six. I know the top six really well, <laughs> and I do not know anything about the bottom four teams. I mean, your score in the top six is ten. Okay, you know what? We can move <laughs> My on. My score in the top <laughs> six is six. Ian's score in the top six is eight. So, mm. if anything, I know the top six the best. <laughs> do you? What's the score in the next game, Chuck? The score in the next game, because we should do it. Last time we did it, there was one point in it. This time we did it, there's one point in it still. Oh, Chuck's on one, two, three. Oscar's on one, two, four. And Ian, I remember you being about 100 points clear, Ian. I was going to say, I think I've you're, suffered. You're only on one, six, six. So the Man City losing Tottenham going on that bad run. Marco Silva being the manager we all know he can be um, has has definitely hurt. Meanwhile, I've got Liverpool, Palace, Leicester and Southampton. I'm ready to turn it round, baby. Yeah, it could be. I have what? Chelsea, United, Fulham. Yeah, Fulham. That killing me. But United doing well is going to really help there, actually. Don't forget West 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 Ham. West Ham are good. I'm gunning for you, bud. I like West Ham. I'm going to come out on top of this. West Ham have Samir Nasri now. all my berating <laughs> and the fact that I'm the... Oh, my God. Yeah, they have Samir Nasri, don't they? <laughs> Jesus. Samir Nasri, Fabianski. Um, who else from the Arsenal reject Hall of Fame? Jenkinson? Yeah, he was there hey, at one Carl point, I think. I don't think he's there now, is he? Who knows? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I'm gunning for you, mate. After all my ribbing and the fact that I'm the one with the least of the top six, I'm going to win this thing. So help me God. But there we are. That's the games. Love games. It's all over. Fixtures, I guess. Fixtures, I guess. Yeah, oh yeah, we do have fi- Oh my God, I forgot because <laughs> it's been so long since we talked about football. I can't remember is, what yeah. football is. We start off with West Ham against Arsenal. Um, then That'll be good. That'll, that could be good. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about that, actually. I think I'll get up early and watch that. Their classic early fixture. Anything can happen. Anything can happen, happen Thursday. 6.30. Yeah. 6.30 on a Saturday. Setting my lineup, watching some soccer. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, living a dream. If you set your lineup at 6... Th- wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's an hour behind. Sorry. Maths. Yeah, 6.30 <laughs> lineup, 7.30 kickoff. Oh, my God. You're a better man than me. So weird. Um, <laughs> after that, you got Brighton against Liverpool, Burnley against Fulham, Cardiff-Huddersfield in... God. Would that game be good or... Yeah, those are some bad, bad, not badass. Bad. <laughs> I mean, just that four. Ass You've got games. Burnley, Fulham, Cardiff, Huddersfield all next to each other. In a... I know, and then Palace, Watford. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. And then Leicester, Southampton. Uh, and then Chelsea, Newcastle. That's just a garbage, Ugh. garbage. That's going to be so boring because we cannot score right now. There's just no one but Hazard trying to attack. And Newcastle, they're just going to sit deep. Remember when we played them before? We had like 90% possession. Oh, yeah. Almost set the record. Yes, and yeah. then Jorginho made 857,000 passes. It's going to be the same thing. Just Jorginho passing it over and over and over and over again and no penetration. <laughs> I saw something today about Jorginho doing like 2,000 passes this season and hasn't got an assist. I mean, yeah. not, that's not his game, but, you know, it's still so <laughs> I'm I I don't. Oh, why is Fabregas leaving? I like him more. <laughs> Please stay. Because, because no. the, all things change. I know. You know. That's going to be boring. Don't don't bother watching that, guys. Of course, Q Hazard scoring seven goals now, but... There we go. The only good match that day is West Ham Arsenal. Yeah, West Ham Arsenal is normally a good one. 
Um, and then on the Sunday, you've got Everton, Bournemouth. Pfft, who knows? That'll be about eight, seven. Um, <laughs> neither, neither team defends and they just go all out attack. <laughs> who knows? Call an outrageous scoreline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Put your bets on over 5.5 goals. Um, you've then got Spurs, Man United on Sunday. So I don't know. Guess that's the super part of Super Sunday. Um, that could be a good that'll game. That'll be good, actually. that. Yeah, that'll yeah, be, that's good gonna be really good. And then Monday, the 14th of January, Chuck's birthday, gets to watch Man City against Wolves, which that'll be that'll be quite that, a That could be a good game, yeah. Well. Quite looking forward to that. Yeah, I feel like City and Liverpool are both set up to like score a lot of goals this weekend and keep it going. Yeah. If either of them slips up at all, like that's big. Yeah, if Liverpool beat, beat Brighton and uh, turn the screw a little bit, that'd be good. Yeah, because Brighton's not an easy place to go, and um, Wolves, uh, you know, Wolves can can have shown they can they can do an upset against City. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then they beat the Liverpool B team uh, in the cup <laughs> yep, of the week. Yep. So it is very much the time of the year where one slip up by either of them has massive implications. So like, you can't just write off a oh maybe Wolves will get a result here. Like that would be a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, Liverpool away to Brighton, that's a hard place to go, but you'd expect them to win. Like, if they just have one off day, either of them, like, that's that's so, it's like such tight margins up at the top there. It's really exciting. Really, really, really exciting. Like, I'm so pumped just to be a fan right now. Yeah, it's great. Not even a Chelsea fan. Seemingly genuine title race. Just love it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. As, long as, it, Spurs- as long as it keeps going for longer and, then, and like it gets higher and higher, and, and like exactly, yeah. Sorry to cut you off there, Oscar, but you know, Man United have just done four wins in a bounce, and they've all of a sudden put themselves up to, you know, what are they now? Six points off the top four. When before we were completely writing them off and kind of hoping that they do bottom <laughs> half of the table. I still hope something, but you know, the fact that that part becomes alive again is great. You know, Tottenham is still up there. Um and it, and it's yeah, those, kind of the three London clubs are really tight for fourth place. Like I'm very fucking nervous. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like I get itchy talking about Chelsea lately. Like I'm not even that. Like I just don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be a good weekend. West Ham Arsenal will be fun. I really hope West Ham get a result because I really just need Arsenal and Spurs. To, like I'm, it, you know how Chuck, you're always just rooting to like be have the teams below Palace losing. Yep, pretty kind much. Of thing. Like, yep, that's how it works, guys. <laughs> I'm very much to the point now where I just want Spurs and Arsenal to drop points, and I'm watching yeah, for that yeah, every weekend. Cool. Every weekend, yeah. Which sucks because, like, as of October, I was like, Chelsea are good; they're fun to watch. I'm not worried about Spurs. I'm not worried about Arsenal. I don't think we're going to win. We're just in a good spot, and let's just keep the party going. Like that, that is long gone, long, long gone. Yeah, it would be good at one point because Ian doesn't have enough editing work to do. Is if you can just go through each episode and take a snapshot of what you think about Chelsea and just see <laughs> you, you slowly descend into, oh, I just want Fabregas back. Like, if you could have taken, if I'd have told you, whatever yeah. it is, like 16 weeks ago, yeah. you can say all you want about Chelsea. Trust me, you'll be begging for Fabregas back. You'd have laughed in my face. <laughs> I love. I, I've always loved that. I got his jersey like right away. I'm really gonna miss that guy. He wears a magic hat. Ugh. All right. He, he gave a, a real emotional tip of that magic hat as he left, being given the captaincy, the honorary birthday captaincy that you get uh, when you leave. And uh, he's going to Monaco, isn't he? Nothing official yet. Actually, he's technically still a Chelsea player because sorry it's just a doesn't. Bit weird. I know, I know. They don't want to sell him until they have a replacement signed, but the people they're going after are playing hard to get. So they 
don't have someone coming in yet, which means that he's not going out yet, but he's like already said goodbye. So it's a weird situation. I'd imagine by the weekend he'll officially be announced, but yeah, it's Monaco. <laughs> he just turns up to training the day and goes, oh, all right, guys, oh, I thought you were leaving. Um, no, yeah, just, just uh, playing about a bit. I like, uh, don't know, really. <laughs> this is awkward. Uh, we cleared out of your locker, mate. Uh, yeah, I know. You just got somewhere I can keep my boots. Yeah, we keep them in the van. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, and, on that note. and on that note, we're back, guys. Hey. We are back. Good to be back. Very good, good to be to back. Be Very good to speak to you. Um, I go on holiday tomorrow, lad, so it won't be here next week. <laughs> oh yeah, we're taking a week off. Yeah, so you know, because we didn't have enough of a break, and we thought we'd ease you back into it, like. Just a tip at the minute. Um, so, Adam, record some of those uh, insults and save them. <laughs> Keep them in your back pocket for a rainy day next week because Chuck's on vacation. Yeah, if you want, just drop me your WhatsApp message, mate, and I'll just send you some voice clips. That's fine. He does to us, so might as yeah. well do to you. Yeah, but they're not insults. I <laughs> wish they were. Very provocative. How many times um, do we have to talk about this? How many times? They're, 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 I will never stop. Party never stops. <laughs> Um, it's the aggressive you. eye contact that gets me every time. <laughs> aggressive eye contact. Aggressive eye contact. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, anyway, thank you very much, gents. It's uh, good that we've made it into a new year. Two years we've been running, that means, technically. Woo, two-year anniversary. That's how it works, right? <laughs> That's an interesting take on time. That's how it works. We've been going for two years... Uh, the shadow of the ball crossed the line, so it was exactly a goal. What I was say. That's how it works. Chuck understands uh, years about as well as yeah. that guy understands shadows. And on that, Ian, thank you very much, mate. Thank you. Merry and Christmas. Happy Oscar. New Year. Happy New Year, Go everybody. play Pokemon, buddy. I can see you getting itchy. Oh, uh, it's, it's going itching. on. He's so upset. Thank you very much for listening again, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Wayne Rooney was arrested for public intoxication. But let me take that back, sorry. Nope, you can't take it back. It's in there no, forever. <laughs> Wayne Rooney was arrested for public intoxication. God, why can't I see that fucking word? <laughs>